0: had these two epiphanies. Number one, if I don't take care of myself, nobody else is going to do it. And number two, if I allow it, life, the world, other, I mean, really, truly well-intentioned people, you name it, will suck me dry and leave me like roadkill on the side of the road. The mission is simple, to help high achievers naturally eliminate emotional and physical obstacles so they can optimize their life for higher achievement. Welcome. You have just entered the Genesis zone. Good day. Good day. Good day. And welcome to the Genesis zone show. This is Dr. Brian Brown. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule on this beautiful Thursday. Um, have you ever been called a diva, Uh, especially for like your self-care routine? Uh, What is it that you were doing to be called a diva? How did it make you feel? Did it cause you to change your routine for the better or for the worse? Or uh, did you stay the course? Uh, In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the self-care diva mindset and how it can make you stronger and more resilient. So stay tuned. Now, in today's show, I'm going to ask a very important question. Are you a self-care diva? Now, what do I mean by that? Uh, uh, will, will allow me to explain. Recently, um, I was called a diva. Now, the person who called me this meant well by it, but I'm—if I'm being totally honest—it uh, was a kind of a tongue-in-cheek jab at me, just a little bit. Now, you might be wondering, uh, what was I doing? Uh, when I was called a diva? And that would be a great, great question. Um, I belong to a uh, a boutique gym, if you will, that's owned by a personal trainer and who also happens to be a great friend of mine, uh, where all the members get personal one-on-one training from this trainer And yes, I know, I know um, the, the, the words boutique gym uh, sound very bougie and, and, and diva like, and I'll just say it, it is bougie and divish. Now um, it it is a standard gym. I mean, we get down to business in there. It's um, it, it, it's it's, it's tough work. Okay. I'm not going to say it's easy. So that part of it's not bougie and that part of it's not divish. We leave sweat on the ground every single time. It is an intense workout. Uh, but all that being said, uh, keep in mind the person who called me a diva is also a member of this boutique gym and receives personal training from our trainer and gym owner. Anyway, back to the story. Our gym hosted um, a pop-up IV clinic. Uh, so after my workout, I signed up for a post-workout IV hydration with amino acids, l carnitine B vitamins, vitamin C, and glutathione. Um, and all that, I can explain what all that stuff does clinically later. If you want to know, just message me. But, uh, the bottom line is while my IV was uh, running, while it was infusing, I was laid back on a chase lounge chair, uh, in the corner of the gym, receiving my IV therapy. And this particular person snickered at me and said, I was a diva. Now, my response was this. Uh, If self-care is being a diva, then I'm a diva all day long. Uh, But I didn't used to have that mindset. Now, for me growing up, uh, I wasn't really taught that self-care was a thing. Uh, I didn't even know the phrase self-care until much later into my adult years, to be quite honest with you. I was well into my 30s before I even understood the concept of self-care. Now, I was taught very strong work ethic as a kid, but I was also taught things like, you know, when you get old enough to start working, life pretty much ends and you go to work and then you work hard until you die or retire. Now, for me, that looked pretty bleak because I started mowing yards at age nine and I never looked back. I've been working ever since. Now, that's kind of a screwed up mindset, if you ask me, and a bit of a burden to carry for a kid, don't you think? Um, But I can't really fault my parents for that thinking. It's just the way it was then. You know, my parents were boomers. They were coming off of, you know, this post-World War II generation before them that had done the same thing and turned uh, the Great Depression into one of the greatest boom times in world history. And it's just what was expected. Now, I'm a Gen Xer. Uh, we're, We're those folks that were born between 1965 and 1980. So we're sandwiched between millennials and baby boomers. And we were in this kind of weird generation that experts have kind of called the forgotten generation. Now, why is it that we were the forgotten generation? Well, it's probably because Baby boomers and millennials literally sucked all the oxygen out of the room, uh, and uh, and 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 being out playing, doing ever doing whatever they wanted to do, while Gen Xers were kind of picking up the pieces and playing the role of caretaker. Now, I, I'll, I'll say all this not to start a fight with millennials or baby boomers, and I totally realize that all of this is generalizations. Okay. But in the end, a vast majority of Gen Xers do not put self-care first in their life. They just don't. It's something that simply does not come naturally to that. This my particular generation. There, there's too much to do. There's too many people to take care of. There's too much to oversee. So you ultimately put yourself last. Now, this was me for many, many, many years. Uh, then uh, I had two epiphanies one day, actually, while I was laying in the hospital recovery bed after I'd had my pacemaker implanted. And and you may recall from previous stories where I was electrocuted at age five, it led to chronic cardiac condition, arrhythmia uh, type issues where my heart would stop. It wasn't discovered until my mid 40s. And then, boom, I end up with a pacemaker. But there had been a lot of damage done to my adrenals and and so on and so forth through the years of just having all of these issues with my heart. So um, you can that's just kind of a nutshell version of my story. But anyway, I was laying in the hospital bed recovering from having had the pacemaker put in, and I had these two epiphanies. Number one, if I don't take care of myself, nobody else is going to do it. And number two, if I allow it, life, the world, other, I mean, really, truly well-intentioned people, you name it, will suck me dry and leave me like roadkill on the side of the road. And up until that point, that's exactly what I had been doing with my life. I was not taking care of myself. I was taking care of hundreds of of patients. I was taking care of my family and responsibilities I had with the young family. And I don't regret any of it. I loved every minute of it. And, 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 and at the end of the day, I was wasted. I was spent and all dried up with little left to give. And I was that proverbial roadkill that I just mentioned. Now, as a healthcare provider, how could I take care of others if I wasn't taking care of myself? Well, for me, that journey started slowly at first. At first, it was simply taking a multivitamin. That's it. And uh, then it progressed to eating more clean uh, and, and, and organic, hiring a personal trainer, starting working out with a personal trainer. Then it was Uh, Later, I added Chinese medicine and chiropractic care and massage therapy. And as I advanced in my journey, I got my hormones and thyroid and vitamin levels balanced. And and then I started daily sauna therapy, red light therapy, uh, breath work and mindfulness uh, and then subconscious remodeling type work. And the panacea in in most recent years has been the running of my own DNA profile uh, on myself Sorry, and 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 balancing the genes that are out of balance. Now you might recall from previous episodes that I mentioned how DNA profiling profiling is a relatively new field of science, and how I wished that I'd been able to start with that in the very beginning of my journey. And how I now use this is first line therapy approach to all of my incoming new new clients and how this has drastically improved clinical outcomes for every single person that I work with. Now, regardless of where you start, know this, it is okay to be a self-care diva. Let me repeat that. It's okay to be a self-care diva. In fact, I think you owe it to yourself to be one. You deserve to be a self-care diva. If you don't believe it, reach out to me and I'll be glad to talk with you about it, dialogue about it. Sometimes it's as simple as just having someone to process it with, having somebody to listen to you, having somebody to give some really wise and good feedback, someone that can help you see how you're destroying yourself if you don't move in the direction of becoming a diva and how you're going to be totally unable to care for anybody if you do destroy yourself. The, this, this show today was uh, short. It's short. It's a short episode, but it's a hugely important episode uh, because this mindset around self-care is something that, I, quite honestly, I don't think the millennials have really a problem with. I think they're really good at self-care. And I think we as Gen Xers could probably take a lot of lessons from them Now, do we need to push it too far where it goes beyond these boundaries where we're consumed with self-care? No. But should self-care be constantly on our mind? You better believe it should be. It's one of those things that, um, for instance, it's one of those things where you need to learn to listen to your body. Now, people get kind of confused when I say that, but the longer you do self-care, the more you will know What's going on with your body, especially if you're doing breath work and mindfulness type work, you're able to kind of pull in and kind of do that mental body scan and check in with your body and see what's going on. What's out of balance? Is my breathing constricted? Am I breathing solely from my chest or am I doing a relaxed, healthy breathing from my abdomen? Are my shoulders up at my ears all day long and I have to force myself to kind of relax and drop my shoulders? which would indicate a lot of stress, a lot of tension. Uh, There are apps now that can help you with that. Um, The Aura Ring that I wear every single day, it, it has amazing capabilities for mindfulness and breath work, and it will actually tell you down to your temperature regulation because as you are more calm, Your body temperature should go up because blood flow increases. So it will sense that, hey, when you did this five minutes of mindfulness work, your body temperature actually increased by, you know, a tenth of a point. And that's a good sign. Your heart rate variability improved and we won't get into all that. But that's a good thing for a heart rate variability to go up. It means you're more relaxed. You're less stressed. There's less adrenaline, less cortisol floating around in your system. So there are a lot of technological things that you can do to track and measure that, but you don't really have to do that. Sometimes it's just, it's just the point of just stopping and saying, okay, I'm going to do five minutes of just focused breathing, f- what we call four square breathing, where it's four seconds on an inhale. Four seconds on an exhale, four seconds on an inhale, four seconds on an exhale. That's one cycle. And I do, I'm going to do like 10 cycles of that or 15 or 20 cycles. You kind of work yourself up to whatever you want, but it will actually re-regulate your nervous system uh that nervous system that's kind of on autopilot that controls your respiratory rate and your breathing and that that part of your nervous system that is that fight or flight response system and they control each other it's kind of that uh Asian symbol of yin and yang. Uh, one controls the other. They work in symbiosis together. but one can be over overpowering. if and if fight or flight is overpowering, you at the moment, your breathing's going to be shallow, you're going to be chest breathing. Uh, you're not gonna be abdominal breathing, your heart rate variability is gonna be really low, your skin temperature is gonna be colder because you're you're cutting off blood supply. Uh you're clamped down. So when your adrenal adrenal glands are kicked in, you clamp down on your blood vessels, you don't get good blood circulation to your, your, your hands, your feet, even your brain in some instances. So you just don't think as clearly. So just taking that five minutes just to do some four square breathing can make all the difference in the world. And if that's what you do as a beginning measure of self-care, then by all means do that. Uh, Make it a point, set a reminder on your phone or on your watch to say, okay, three times a day during my day, I'm going to stop. And I'm just going to do a few minutes of focused breathing Um, and let that be your starting point. Make it uh, make it purposeful. Be intentional about your goals and self-care and become that diva. Um, I think it's a compliment when somebody says, hey, you're you're a diva and I'm doing something self-care related for myself working out at the gym. Um, you know, doing IV therapy, doing red light therapy or sauna therapy or massage or chiropractic or whatever it is, uh, you know, acupuncture, Chinese medicine, whatever it is, if somebody calls you a diva, that's a compliment when you're doing it for self-care reasons. And we owe it to ourselves. And I will tell you, I'll be totally honest with you. It's not just Gen Xers that have this problem as a general rule. Um, most most female clients that I work with have a problem, especially if they're in that middle age category. They have a problem with self-care. There's too much to do. Again, there's too many people to take care of. I've got little people running around. Uh, they need this for the next day for school. And I've got to get this ready. I've got to do this, so on and so forth. And I'm, I'm not trying to make Uh, females out to be just moms all day long. No, females are professionals too. And you compound that by adding all of those pressures on on top of everything. So self-care does get put on the back burner, but it doesn't need to be on the back burner because trust me from experience, if you put self-care on the back burner, there are other things using the burner analogy. There are other things that are going to catch on fire. And you won't be able to do a thing about it because you won't have energy reserves. Um, You may or may not recall me talking a long time ago about adaptive reserve theory. Adaptive reserve theory is this beautiful um, uh, container of energy, so to speak, that you have to draw from in times of stress. But if you're in stress mode all the time, you are depleting that reserve and there's nothing left so that when something does happen, you do become ill, sick, and you need to recover. You can't bounce back as quickly. In fact, if that happens repeatedly enough, there will come a point where you just don't bounce back at all. I have clients that I've worked with through the years that come to me and they've been in this repeated cycle of adaptive reserve depletion and they constantly stay on the depleted side. And then they come to me after three or four years of not being able to, um, to feel good. And it's because they're so depleted. We've got to fill that depletion before we can even get into the reserve portion. And it just takes us time to fill that tank. So, Um, does it take equally as long? In most cases it does not. Um, but typically like if you're dealing with something like a chronic fatigue syndrome or, um, something like that, typically, I mean, if you, if it took you three years or you've been in that mode for about three years, it's probably going to take you about half that length of time, about a year and a half to get back to feeling normal. Now that was the old way of doing things what I'm seeing now when I'm doing DNA profiling on people, we're able to hone in on that much faster. And we're able to cut that year and a half in half to down to like nine months. Uh, And the same holds true for somebody that's dealing with depression or anxiety, uh, those types of issues. If that's been going on for a long time, once we do genetics and we understand their DNA and we start balancing that we're able to get rapid results and start being able to fill that reserve tank to where they've got something to draw from on a daily basis. But the same thing occurs is what I'm talking to you about with the coat, with, with, uh, with being a diva, a self-care diva, there's coaching involved and in saying, okay, what are you doing to take care of yourself? Yes. We're balancing your genetics. We're balancing your DNA, but what are you doing to take care of yourself? Because that is a daily thing and and self-care should be part of your daily routine. If you keep a, a, a personal diary where you write things down and kind of plan out your your month, your week and your day down to the day, um, then self-care needs to be a part of that. Uh, my planner is a specialized planner and it actually has a place on there. Like, what are you doing for self-care this month. And then when you flip over to the week, what are you doing for this week? And when you flip over to the day of the level of the day on the planner, it, it actually says, what are you doing today for self-care? For me today, it's already started. I've, I've had a half a gallon of water. I haven't had time to go to the gym because I typically don't go until after the show on Thursdays. But as soon as the show is over, I'm changing clothes. I'm going to the gym um, and, um, and, and, and we'll do that. This afternoon. Yesterday, I did chiropractic care. Uh, Tomorrow, I'm doing both acupuncture and massage. So it's it's one of those things that you just have to incorporate. And I typically don't do that on Friday. It's just massage once a month. And it just happened to roll on the same day as 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 acupuncture and Chinese medicine. But the thing is, you don't have to start with all of it. Start with the little bitty thing, the four square breathing that I mentioned earlier. But just start doing something to take care of yourself and taking that mental break, allowing your your body's fight or flight system and your, your general nervous system that controls your breathing and your heart rate just to kind of settle down and return back to some feeling of baseline. Uh, that will make all the difference in the world as far as um uh, changing uh your physical state in fact again if you look at the data and i've talked about this in previous episodes that the the act of mindfulness practice whether it be breath work or just sitting in silence and kind of pulling in doing that body scan that I mentioned earlier, that act of mindfulness actually reprograms your DNA and it reprograms your inflammatory genes. This is crazy, isn't it? So it's reprogramming inflammatory genes. And if you followed me for any length of time, you know, inflammatory genes lead to illness. Uh, In fact, most all chronic illnesses are all inflammatory mediated. We remove inflammation from the picture and then chronic illnesses go away. So we, again, spend time doing mindfulness and breathing breath work, that four square breathing. uh, It's invaluable. So if you want to discuss this further or you're already a, uh, a self-care diva and you just want to kind of take steps towards furthering your journey, going deeper in your journey um say like doing DNA profiling, message me on Facebook. Uh if you're in either of those camps, I'll be glad to talk to you. Um uh, my handle on Facebook and on Instagram is at Dr. Brian G. Brown and I'll be glad to show you um, you know, the, the steps that you need to take in order to kind of further your journey. Um tune in uh next Thursday at noon Eastern Standard Time for our next in the zone segment. Where I'll be sharing the latest research and my insights um, about, um, you know, uh, things that are going on in the world currently about optimizing your physical health, about optimizing your emotional health, about optimizing your DNA, um, but most of all about uh, furthering your 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 self care diva journey. Uh, most informed, most trusted, and most grateful you spent this time with us today. Until next time, stay in the zone. I'm Dr. Brian Brown.